0: I'm Sarah Tasker. I'm Jen Carrington. And this is Letters
1: from a Hopeful Creative. Okay, so we have a letter from Sophie today. Dear Sarah and Jen, I'm feeling really lost and almost like I've tried too many different things to get the attention of anyone anymore. I've always wanted to work for myself in order to work around both my children and for my mental health. I was diagnosed with ADHD earlier this year, which explains the number of times I've jumped from thing to thing and lost interest soon after. I'd like to build a blog and grow an Instagram community around families and using craft and creativity to improve mental health along with general lifestyle aspects as well. I've been on Instagram since 2011 and only have 1.5k followers. I've been trying to grow my community but it has been hard and I feel like I'm drowning and maybe my account is just not good enough. I've been told by lots of people my feed is beautiful though. I dream of being able to run craft workshops and maybe an online craft for mental health course for people who aren't crafty or autistic, or at least who think they aren't, and I'd love to talk more about building connections with your children to feel better as a parent. I feel like I'm just too late for everything. I'm 33 and I've messed about for too long with different ideas. Can I still create a business for Instagram and find direction, or should I give up and focus on my day job? Your advice would be so valuable to me. I'd listen earnestly to each episode and always feel lifted afterwards. I love that word earnestly. Yeah. That just makes me feel like, that's just a nice one. Did she share a name? <laughs> it's Sophie. Sophie.
0: Hello. <laughs> Hello, Sophie. <laughs> Sophie. So here's something I've not shared publicly yet, but it left out at me from your letter, so I'm going to put it out there. I too have recently been diagnosed with ADHD, the inattentive type, not the hyperactive type, which is why I do not have very much energy. I had no idea, literally no idea I had it. But it has been a really interesting experience for me to suddenly reframe a lot of the things I struggle with Mm. as being a difference in the way I work Mm -hmm. instead of being a failure. Mm -hmm. So this is the way I have come to understand it. And I would definitely recommend, Sophie, that you listen to some ADHD podcasts, do some ADHD reading. There's an amazing book whose name I forget, but it's about women with ADHD. It's a workbook. It's all about kind of forgiving yourself and understanding Mm. why you struggle. And I think that's gonna be a really important thing for you. But basically your average typical neurotypical brain works on an operating system that is fueled by obligation And expectation and other people's needs. So, if you know you're going to let somebody down by not doing something, you're going to do it. That's enough for your brain to be motivated to pay attention to the task and off you go. If you have an ADHD brain, none of those things are useful to you. Mm. Your brain can't use those as motivation. You might really care, really, really care that you're going to be letting someone down by not doing your task. But if you can't pay attention to it you don't get to choose you mm. do not get to choose what what your focus is on and I'm saying all of this because I think it's really easy to write off the destructibility of ADHD missing deadlines not being able to maintain focus on one thing as a personal failing and it's not and actually instead of trying to be more like everybody else mm. people with an ADHD style operating system running in their brain have to find the things that motivate and engage them and get you staying on task because you actually are working within your own parameters does that make
1: sense complete sense and I think I'm so glad that you shared all of that because I think anyone listening who has ADHD loves someone with ADHD is oblivious to ADHD that is so educational and informative and I think I think it comes down to this thing of like showing yourself grace and not making a story up about yourself. Right. I've seen this from my other clients who have ADHD and it's interesting how my clients who have ADHD are women and they got diagnosed later on in life. It, ref- it, it manifests very differently in women. Yeah. I mean, I'm someone, when I worked in special educational needs,
0: I thought I knew ADHD and it looked nothing like what it shows up like in my life.
1: And yet I'm a really typical woman with ADHD. And then was it like a... I'm trying to imagine like... I imagine... It's like a breath of fresh air. It's like a permission slip to stop hating parts of yourself.
0: Absolutely. And it also meant, okay, actually, I'm allowed to do the things that I need to do to make this work. Because I have a track record. Like I have a really successful business. I have a beautiful home. I have a family. I can make stuff happen. I just don't make it happen like Hermione Granger would do it with her planning and her books and her spending hours and hours studying. I have to go at it in my own way. I suspect that there's going to be a decent percentage of people listening who have these traits or maybe even have ADHD and do not realise it because that was my experience. I was like, well, hang on, if I've got it, then my friend's definitely got it and now he's going for a diagnosis. Like it's it's probably a lot more prevalent, especially in the UK than we've realised, but it's extremely testable. It shows up on like brain scans. So this isn't something that people are faking. This isn't something that people can Mm. just bully themselves out of or hate themselves out of, which is what you try and do. It's something you're going to have to live with. You don't need to be fixed. You can manage it. And there are absolutely strategies that you can put into place. But essentially, it comes down to accepting exactly who you are and working with that.
1: And I think for anyone listening to this who has anything that makes them feel not typical, Mm. whether it's some form of, if you have got OCD, if you live with anxiety, if you have bipolar disorder, if if you've got anything that makes you feel like you don't fit in in the world, which is any mental health disorder ever. Yeah it's a reminder that you use it as your roadmap for what works best for you right it's a permission a di- the best thing about diagnosis sometimes is that it's a permission slip to accept who you are instead of fighting against it and you make it work for you because all it is is it's it's not even a problem it's just the truth of who you are as a person right and you just figure it out and i think everything that sophie shared in this letter about the things that have been getting in the way for her seem very rooted in the adhd
0: yeah, it's like, n- no shit.
1: <laughs> and it's like, okay, so so what if you've jumped around from idea to idea? So what if you're, like, you're 33 years old, 33 is baby age. Like, a game I play in my brain that helps me a lot is I think about the people whose work has impacted me the most, and they're in their 50s when their best work comes yes. to life. 33 is nothing. Like, that's such, like, your life's not over. We're still it's figuring just it out at this time. Yeah, and it's just, so I think for Sophie, the first piece you have to give yourself here is kindness and grace and ex- and awareness of how awesome you already are
0: absolutely and you're not behind because that is a really dangerous m- mindset mm-hmm. for anyone because of what happens the second you feel like you're behind you're like well i need to rush yeah, what can i do yeah. now quick 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 and that isn't the place you come at something like a long-term plan from that's you not make the place crazy you- decisions exactly from you don't make good decisions from that place and a real common mindset for women with adhd is we tend to think, I'll do that when I'm better. I'll do that when I get my shit together. I'll do that when I get that new planner. When I'm organised, when my cupboards are organised, then I'll be able to do all these other things. So you're deferring everything. So I think that kind of is a really toxic combination of like, I'm behind, I'm behind, but I can't get started yet.
1: That must be paralysing. Since you have had your diagnosis, how has that shifted how you feel about yourself and your work? I know it's been like a short time window right now so it might be too soon to ask but I'm just curious for anyone listening like how has that shifted things for you
0: what's amazing what's so liberating is I've stopped hating myself Mm. for for these things so a really good example is I write a column for a magazine and I'm always on the very last minute getting (laughs) it in in fact if I'm really being honest I don't even get it in on the deadline I would get it in on like the reminder email deadline like when she was like where's the column then I would be motivated to finally get it finished and send it and I hated myself. What was I doing? I loved writing for the magazine. I really respected all the journalists' time at the magazine. I loved the opportunity. I wanted to do it. Why was I not doing it? So, of course, I hated myself. I was furious Mm. at myself. And the amount of time and energy you lose hating yourself for something once a month, more frequently depending on the structure of your workload, and letting that go meant I could look at it objectively and go, okay, well, what do I need to make sure that's not going to happen? Because obviously just saying to myself, you're not doing it again Mm. this month won't fix anything. Hating myself won't fix anything. So now I've been able to go, okay, I'm going to get my husband to literally like sit me down and give me the computer and be like, it is time, you have to write it. I'm setting reminders that pop up on my computer for Days in advance when I know I'm going to be set at my computer so I can take action. Like, just small strategies, but they're things that I know work specifically for me and that no one else might need, but I need.
1: And the truth is probably a lot of people need these.
0: Well, probably, but we don't see them. You're not taught them in school. You don't see them at the office. There's no one at work who's like, oh, yeah, I have to, you know, set up pop-up reminders to make me do something because I can't motivate myself. And you think the answer is being, is,
1: is self-discipline. That's what you're Or taught. being more like them. Yeah. When you need to really be more like you. This is the problem of living in a world that is built for neurotypical brains. Right. I don't know many neurotypical people. <laughs> Who's, oh, my husband's got one. He's the only one. <laughs> like the, we feel broken if our brains don't work the way that everyone and else so does. so much shame. So mm. then you hide
0: it. So then you don't ask for help and you don't try stuff because... You're embarrassed that you need extra help.
1: So for Sophie right now...
0: Sorry, Sophie. Yeah, I've gone off on a tangent. No, this is like
1: (laughs) exactly what I think... I hope Sophie needs to hear because I think with any form of mental health diagnosis, community is key. Right. I don't mean that has to be like sitting around a table with people unless that's what you really want to do. I mean, I know for me with my own mental health experience, like knowing that I'm not alone and knowing that there's other people who live with this, who are whole human beings, like just knowing that you're not alone... And that you can... I guess for Sophie and for anyone else listening who's struggling with something similar is just knowing, like, stop trying to play their game. Play your own game. And if that looks like having post-it notes everywhere or reminders on your phone my husband he gets very easily distracted he has a fidget spinner that he sits with when he's working if that's what he needs and he has a timer on his screen if that's what he needs good for him
0: and there's so much stuff out there so there's a couple of podcasts I can recommend there's ADHD Rewired and there's one called Taking Control the ADHD podcast both super listenable and full of really good actionable stuff there is a subreddit on reddit for women with ADHD which I read it and I'm like my God, it's me, it's me, it's me, it's me. And there's one other one for ADHD memes where I'm like, it's so refreshing to be able to laugh with other people about the stuff that we do. So I really recommend that because I think that's really healing. But also you can learn from other people's strategies, the apps they're using, the techniques they're using that work for them. I know both of the ADHD podcasts, those businesses, they run accountability groups where you can sign up, be part of a group of about 10 other people with ADHD and make progress on your goals and kind of call each other on it. So that's an option for anyone struggling, but different strategies are going to work for different people.
1: I mean, I just think this is such a good reminder for anyone listening that you've got to make what society tells you what your weakness is, your superpower.
0: Right. And, and uh, if anyone's listened to my stuff, they've heard me say this a lot before, but everything changed for me in my business when I stopped fighting my weaknesses and trying mm. to trying to correct them. And I just embraced my strengths and I learned into my strengths. And the ADHD brain is fantastic at creativity, really good at anything that's challenging, novel, exciting, stimulating. So I make sure everything in my business Mm. comes from that place. And you'll have heard me say before, follow your interest. If you are not feeling Instagram right now, do not try and force yourself to be showing up there every day if it's making you feel like rubbish. Now I know that's like such ADHD advice but it's also really good advice because it comes through the page people can tell you're not into it people can tell you don't want to be there and what does that do it drains all of your resources whether you are ADHD or not following your interest is actually a way to always stay evolving and relevant and passionate about whatever you're doing
1: and I think for Sophie I guess the I know the bigger question of her letter is can I still create a business through Instagram and find direction? Sorry, yeah <laughs> no 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 I think this is all tied together because I think she can't currently answer that question because she's blaming herself
0: yeah. for
1: all the things that she thinks she's done wrong. She's feeling behind, she's feeling like she's disorganized, she's feeling like she's not grown fast enough. Like all these right now the answer is easy. The answer is easy for the actual big question, but she's covered with all these stories that, that we tell ourselves about our worth and place in the world because the answer is can I still build a business through Instagram and find direction is Of course you can. I think we need to look at the question of can I build a business through Instagram? Because I think business should always be bigger than that. But can you still do this? Of course you can, Sophie. But here's the thing. You've got to do it in a way that works best for you. You've got to forgive yourself for the past eight years and them not maybe going the way you think they should have done. Or you not filling them in the way that you think you should have because... I believe without a doubt that in the past eight years of your life since you started in 2011 you have learned about yourself, you have grown in your creativity, you have developed a voice and something to say, you've built a family, like these years have not been wasted. So we've just got to get rid of the story so we can get to the question so that then you can sit down and decide how can you work with yourself to do the things you want to do in the world.
0: Absolutely and, and what do you actually really want to do not what do you feel like you should want to do where is the place you want to be showing up? How do you want this business to evolve? What is going to feel good to you day after day after day? Because it might be completely different to everything you've ever seen. It might be completely different to every piece of advice we've ever given on this episode because you are running on your unique
1: operating system you've got to find out
0: what the keyboard shortcuts are.
1: I've dabbled from your question, Sophie, that it feels really clear to me that you have a vision in mind. Like you want to run craft workshops and online craft course, and you want to talk more about building connections with your children. And I think it sounds like to me that you know who you are in this, but you are stopping, like things are getting in the way and that's knocking you down instead of you knowing that you can just be like, so what, that's an obstacle. I'm going to walk this other path instead. It might look wacky to other people, but it's my path. I f- my worry for you on a practical sense is that you're putting all your eggs in the Instagram basket. I agree. And if it's not
0: gaining traction for her right now, and it hasn't done over the, the past few years by the sounds of it, then potentially there's there could be a lot of reasons for that. It could be that what you're sharing isn't quite hitting the mark and communicating what you need it to, which is something you could work on. It could be that your audience isn't on Instagram, they're on Tumblr, or they're on Pinterest, mm-hmm. or they're on Twitter, they're somewhere else. Or it could just be that, like you've said, you've not been able to apply yourself in the way you've wanted to, because you have a neurological condition that makes that difficult for you. None of those things come with blame attached, but I think it'd be a good idea to stop and take stock and try and check that out and figure out where is going to feel best and give you the most traction to be showing up.
1: Yeah, and I think it's be a blend of all of them, all those points. Yeah, quite possibly. And my encouragement, Sophie, would be, okay, forget about Instagram just for a minute. Build, the, what's the business? What does it need? Because the business is probably going to need a website and content and your message, a mailing list. Instagram is just a piece of this ecosystem. It is not the ecosystem. And I think if you can empower yourself to look at it from a bigger picture, you're going to put your energy in different places that keeps this moving forward more, gaining more momentum. And Instagram is going to become less relevant to you, but more impactful for you.
0: It almost feels like she's put an Instagram following as this obstacle in her path before she's allowed to do the fun stuff, the stuff she actually wants to do and who's going to want to like slogging it out when the results seem so far away and so intangible and so difficult to reach. Like I actually think there's not much on that list she can't start doing right now. You could write an online program and start selling it. You don't need a giant audience. You could pay for some Pinterest ads if you weren't reaching people. You could get yourself on some different crafting podcasts. You could pitch to craft magazines and get little tutorials and articles written like there are so many things you could do that would gain you traction and I imagine would feel exciting and challenging and novel that I'm really curious as to why you are pouring your hard-won energy into something that's not giving you that feedback
1: well I have a theory I've been having this conversation a lot with my clients recently I think there's been this like very confusing lie told about Instagram uh-huh. that Instagram is like where businesses are made yeah, And maybe there was a t- time in recent history where that was true. But the Instagram is not the world. Like Instagram is not everything no. and how many people are losing momentum trust hope vision time time because their instagram isn't growing when really if they built a website and they were creating content and they were pushing it out on multiple different platforms and like you said getting out in front of where the people were their business would actually happen so much more than them just waiting to see how many likes and followers they get on instagram i had a client recently and she was like jen i'm following all the advice on instagram mm. and i'm not following and she she's a designer she has a beautiful feed and she was like I feel like I'm failing and I went no one's growing on Instagram right now like not in the sense that people once did five years ago yeah it's changed like you can't just do the things that people used to do to grow on Instagram and if you only focus on Instagram your business is going to stay it's going to grow at like a stale's pace right Instagram is part of the pie it's not the pie
0: I feel like Instagram was only ever supposed to be an example yeah, so like, not
1: the example. Yeah.
0: So, like, I'm thinking of an episode where I talked to John O'Smart on my podcast because he used Instagram to grow his business. But that's because Instagram was the right place for him. He makes like, Beautiful, minimalist ceramics in the neutral. Instagram porn. Instagram is where his people are at. And especially for the time when he was growing his account, that was the perfect place to be. But there are equally perfect places for different things. Like for some people, the whole audience is on Facebook. For some people, it's like you need to get to the kids and they're all on tiktok
1: i was talking to alex about this what is tiktok if anyone wants to enlighten us it's basically
0: vine okay but new
1: and for most people it's multiple platforms your most important platform is probably for this type of business, when you're selling workshops and online courses, your mailing list is going to be your biggest indicator of growth.
0: I agree. Because actually, however beautiful your crafts might be on Instagram, however much I might click like on your photos, I'm not going to trust you as someone to educate me about making until I've seen you in the process of teaching and making. So you could maybe use IGTV for that, or you might want to use your Instagram stories for that. But actually, if you're looking for more long form content, you're going to need a space for that, whether it's a podcast or a YouTube or a mailing list or a blog. And I think you're right. I think this is a really common mistake that a lot of us are falling into the trap of. It's like, well, Instagram has to be all of my all of my channels. And actually, you know, it's just one
1: place. And I actually think if you loosen up what it has to do for you, you can make it more impactful. It's an ecosystem. Like Sophie, if you think that your business is the heart of this, and your vision for it, and your message for it, and then you've got this ecosystem coming off it, you might have a blog, you might have a newsletter, maybe you have podcasts. And by the way, Sophie, or anyone else listening, what I'm saying right now is not the method for you to follow. It's literally just an example. So your, your mileage may vary. But we've got you might have podcasts that you go as a guest on. You might have an Instagram. I actually think, and I don't know if you will agree with this, if this is controversial, I think Instagram is more impactful now as a tool to engage the audience you've already got than, it is to, than to reach, new. For than most to reach people, new people. For most people, it is. You have to be really working hard to grow your audience and be very
0: strategic. And I always, in my classes, I now talk about there's a difference between an outreach post, which is you trying to grow your yes. audience, and an engagement post where you're nourishing and reaching out to your existing yeah. audience. And I would say, like, only one in maybe five of my posts are designed as an outreach post because yeah. the rest of me going, you're already here and you're more valuable to me.
1: Exactly. And so you, so Instagram in this modern age, is part of your ecosystem. And the, and the most important thing on Instagram, I think, if you think I'm wrong, but I think it's using it intentionally to tell your brand story or to share your message or to connect with people. That's the most important piece of the pie. Uh, but Sophie, you, you're going to have loads of things in your ecosystem here helping you bring this vision for your business to life. And I think we just need to get your eyes, not just looking at Instagram and looking at everything.
0: I also think if she's been doing this since 2011, and the way she describes it, it feels like the goals haven't moved very much since then. It's always kind of been this thing that it is right now. It's probably feeling tired to you, Sophie. And there is some magic in people who are really genuinely excited about the thing that they're talking about or doing. Like, we as humans can soak that up, even through the screen. We know it when we see it, and that's where the traction is. And if you're not feeling that about what you're creating right now go back to what do you want to create? What do you want to put out there? What would you be putting out there if you had no idea about the numbers? Because that is actually the thing that, ironically enough, is going to bring in the numbers.
1: And if your head is currently stuck in the story that Instagram is where you build a business, pick like three to five businesses who you really love what they've built and dissect how their business works. And I promise you this, unless they're an influencer, the Instagram will not be business as a whole and often there's
0: so much more behind the scenes that you don't even realize like oh they've got a big instagram following but they had a huge feature in a big tabloid or you know their best friend is also a really popular influencer like there's there's so often more strings being pulled than you can recognize i think that really soothes me and i always recommend it to other people is write a list of all the stuff you've not even tried yet and I guarantee in fact I'm just working at the moment on an auditing tool for this where you can look at your business and all the areas holistically and see where you're putting which baskets you're putting your eggs in because I'm going to guess that you've not tried sharing on Reddit for example you've maybe not tried joining Facebook craft groups and promoting your work there maybe you've never tried a paid ad maybe you're not sending regular newsletters like there's probably Mm -hmm. so many avenues you could have explored but because you've kind of got sucked into this mindset of Instagram needs to be the core of it, you've lost sight of all the other ways that could also work
1: for you. And I think this goes back to the ADHD conversation we're having that, Sophie, if you can make a plan here that is for the business, not for Instagram. So you say, this is my vision for my business. This is what I want to build. This is These are the platforms that I'm going to reach out onto to find my people then you can break that down into the minutiae of the day-to-day. Yes. You can say, okay, these are my priorities right now. And this is what it's literally, like, you break it down to the finest task of this is what it looks like to show up for
0: this. And this, maybe even you need to say, at nine o'clock on a Monday morning, I'm going to go and do this
1: one thing. And you show up, and you show up, and you show up, and you, you're not building an Instagram account, you're building a business, and... I know you have ADHD and I know that you're working around it, but Sarah is a shining example of that you just have to... I feel like you're making it fun to figure out your ADHD.
0: It is Does fun. that make sense? I, I literally just wrote down as the next thing to say, make it fun. <laughs> I think we have enough permission for this, and this again goes to everybody. You're allowed to have fun yeah. in your business. You're allowed to have fun at work. Work does not have to be like the equivalent Stuffy. of being in a Victorian mill where it's seven hours eight hours of suffering every single day you get to choose and yes there are elements in everyone's business including mine that we hate and we have to suffer through like taxes and accounts but you get to build your day how you want it to be you get to choose which elements you're putting into your business and if it's not feeding you if it's not feeding your creativity and your energy and your enthusiasm and it's not giving you any results
1: oh my god get rid of it find
0: something better.
1: I think we obsess so much about how much we get done in like a week or a month that we forget that like a life and a business is built like one day at a time. Right. And I just think for you, Sophie, it's really clear to me from your letter that you are passionate about this work, that you are passionate about crafting and families and improving our mental health. And you have a voice and you have something to say. Right now, it's refocusing how to get that out into the world and supporting you to make this happen in whatever way works best for you. Because I promise you this, there's no one set way to do it. Everyone's doing it in their own weird and wacky way. Like, we're all making it up as we go. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and trying and improving. So I think it's twofold here. I think there's going back to the business vision drawing board and looking at the bigger picture of it all, kind of forgetting Instagram is not a key player here. It's just a player. Yeah. And then I think second of all, finding ways to support yourself to show up for this in a way that is fun for you, that makes you feel good, that makes you feel expansive, not not yes. good enough. And you're going to stumble. You're going to have weeks where you're like, I didn't get everything done this week. And sometimes that won't just be ADHD related, that'll just be being a human being in the world Absolutely. related. But you get to figure this out and you get to keep tweaking it and tweaking it, but you have to like yourself in the process.
0: Yeah, you're not a failure. I guess that's what we're saying, isn't it? Is the this business hasn't failed and when you say should I just give up should I concentrate on my day job that tells me that you feel like it's not going to work and it's never going to work but resisting cliches here but like every day is a brand new start like this is what you've been doing in the past and it's maybe not got you where you wanted to go to so what a perfect opportunity to stop and take stock And think about what you can change and what you can do that's going to feel better and get better results. Yeah,
1: I think you've not even got started yet. Like I I think all the past few years has helped you figure out what you want to do. But if you want to build a business and you're building a business, you're not building an Instagram account. Like build this business because it sounds amazing. Instagram can be a part of it, but it's not everything. Absolutely. You can
0: weaponize Yes. your ADHD and all of your other problems and turn them into the energy and the drive and the secret weapons that you can use to build this into whatever you want it to be.
1: Anyone listening to this who also asks themselves that question of like, am I failing? Am I falling behind? I think we have to face that question head on. and Like we have to look it in the eye and go, No. And kind of, I honestly find it really inspiring to look at people who are in their 60s, 70s and 80s pursuing their dream. Like when 80 year olds run their first marathons yeah. or when it's like 60 year olds publish their best ever book. Like, I just think, and even if you're 60 listening to this and look at like, just it's not over until we're dead. Do you know what I mean? Not yeah. that 60s should be anywhere no, close no, to dead, but it's a
0: relative thing. like Because we're yeah. like in 30s, 20s in your case, like 60 sounds <laughs> A sufficiently far enough away.
1: <laughs> but it'll be here soon enough, I'm sure. But uh, Yeah. you none of us. We're not failing or falling behind until we're done. I, I,
0: it's so true. And I also think there's something in the fact that a lot of us are women. I know a lot of our listeners are women. And we are taught that our prime as women Mm -hmm. is like your 20s and 30s Mm -hmm. max. Like 35 and then, you know, you're over it in terms of the media and the the kind of
1: worldview. Once you've got those wrinkles, get off the stage. That's it.
0: Like you've peaked. (laughs) So we, I think part of the pressure for everything to be now, 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 and for us to feel like we've not made it enough because we're 35 and we haven't written a Sunday Times bestselling book and, Mm. you know, made our first million is because we don't see the stories of what real women's success looks like. Like, most of the presidents of the United States have been, like, men in later life. For I men, mean,
1: not all of them are good examples of decent humans. Well, no, though. they're not,
0: but it is... Naming no names. Objectively perceived as success.
1: <laughs> um... The highest office there is in that country. Right,
0: and yet for women, we think, gosh, well, now I'm 35, that's it, I've, I can't really achieve anything else. And there are so many amazing women out there who are proving that that is a load of poop. And I urge you to go and find them and to look them up. They're not necessarily visible enough. I, don't, I really don't think that we see enough of, you know, women are, women are prime after our kids are older for having Mm -hmm. children, potentially post-menopause, because then we're like really ready to tackle stuff. And that's when we're told that we should just disappear from view. Sorry, I'm ranting.
1: No, I love it. If I can give Sophie and anyone else listening who needs this a recommendation, write a letter to yourself from five or 10 years from now, telling yourself what you hoped you filled those years with, because it'll do two things for you. It will tell you that time is not running out, that you have this beautiful future ahead of you to fill, but it'll also tell you what's important to you. Like Sophie, for you, I hope yours can be, you know, I work with my ADHD, not against it. I love myself. I show up for myself. I have a business that brings me joy. I find fulfillment in the work that I do. Like keep it close to you, what is important to you, not society's expectations of you. And also just be so proud because all of us sitting here right now, we're recording this, you're listening to this, have it done so much just to exist and survive and thrive in this moment. Completely. And sometimes real success isn't the Sunday Times bestseller book or being the president of the United States. <laughs> it's just being a human being who became stronger and stronger every day. And made a life that you could love. Yeah, or made a life that you could just look at yourself in the mirror every day yeah. and say, I'm proud of myself. And if today's not one of those days then you do better tomorrow or you do better in an hour. Just, yeah, none of us are falling behind. And I think we need to care less about Forbes 30 under 30 lists. Amen. And care way more about like, when I die, whenever that is, am I proud of how I live my life? And Sophie, just whatever you do, please don't give up because I can tell from your letter that you care about this vision for your work. And it's okay if it takes a long time. Overnight success stories are the exception to the rule. And also a lot of overnight success doesn't go well because someone has success so fast that they don't have the whole. They don't have to contain it. Yeah, and there's no structure and framework to hold it. So there's a beautiful thing with a ten-year success story, or twenty-year, or thirty-year, or forty-year. So and you are, tend to last longer. Yeah, and you deserve to be fulfilled and to love who you are. And ADHD is a piece of loving who you are, not something to fight against.
0: I actually feel really excited for Sophie because I Me feel too. like this is kind of the start of something. And I'm really interested to see where she goes and what this turns into. I'm also going to say, actually, I don't know if I'll regret this. If you want to talk about ADHD or any of the stuff, my DMs are open. You can come find me on Instagram, at me and that because I think it can be really isolating. Even if you've just listened and gone, well, that kind of sounds like me, but I can't have ADHD. Been there. Send me a DM. We'll talk. <laughs> and I'm not pathologizing everybody, you know. We
1: all, it's all a spectrum in the end, isn't it? We're all somewhere on it. Yeah, and I just... um I think any of us living with any form of mental illness or struggle, we just have to be with it. Do you know what I mean? The day I stopped thinking I was broken and weird was the greatest. And that wasn't really a day, it was, you know, years upon years of letting go of that story. Was the day I then realized like I'm I'm doing okay. I'm not a freak. I'm not broken. I'm just a human being who lives
0: in the world. Self-compassion is the most amazing gift you can give yourself. And oh my goodness, does it free up headspace and energy and time when you're not hating yourself all time. So give it a go
1: <laughs> good luck Sophie please let us know how you get on we will be back as always in two weeks with a brand new episode but until then if you want to send us a letter you can go to our website lettersfromahopefulcreative.com you can come and chat with us on social media our hashtag is hashtag dear hopeful creative and twitter instagram
0: all the usual haunts you can come and find us we'll stick links to all of our profiles in the show notes bye you can join us at lettersfromahopefulcreative.com and on social media. So on Instagram, I'm at me and you'll find me at Jen Carrington underscore. We're going to be sharing new episodes. So if you've liked what you've heard so far, hit subscribe in your podcast app and be sure to leave us a review because it will help other people find the show. Yeah, and we can't wait to connect with you soon.